Burp. <laughs> Cancer. 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 Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and sitting to my left... Mr. Bob Collins, also known as the Bounty Hunter, Hummer, hum, the Bounty Hummer and Humper and possibly Hunter. Moving on from the failed new tried thing, uh, sitting across from him is James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Hey guys, this is where we talk about comic books, movies, news, comic book movie news, and other nerd and comic shit. Comic book movie nudes. We well, haven't gotten any yet, but when they do. We'll talk about them. If they ever come up, sure. I did read an article the the top ten steamiest moments in comic books. Hey, Most of them were X-Men. I have seen the week's Scarlett <laughs> Johansson nudes, and they are glorious. I absolutely believe those will belong to X-Men. Um, starting <laughs> off, guys, we like to talk about the thing that brought us to the table, and that is comics. That was beer. Well, no, that, that, that was the thing that helps us deal with depression. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fine line, man. <laughs> guys... Uh, Odell, I know you're reading a bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't know who we started with last time, but let's go ahead and start with Odell this time. What are you reading? Uh, I actually just finished up today. Uh, Mark Millar and Greg Capullo were... Mm. Or not Greg Capullo. Fuck. Um, yeah, yeah, it was Capullo. Yeah. Capullo. I keep it, like, <laughs> it, whenever it, you want to say Capullo, you also want to say Snyder. Is it Capullo or is it Capullo? Capullo. Capullo. Okay. That, but, uh, that's from hearing it, him say it. So. They were. <laughs> he knows his own name. So they uh, they were working on a series called Reborn. Really interesting concept. After you die, it's actually your entire another life set in this adventure fantasy type world. Uh, it was a six issue miniseries, and we, we've come to learn that's what Mark Millar loves is his miniseries, and that's what oh, he yeah. thrives at, and he's great at it. All he yeah, is. Man. And this one, you know, the the better of a person, the, the kinder you were, the stronger and the better of a person of light you were in this next life. The more evil doing, like, the worse of a person you were, the stronger you were in, like, the darker of the this afterlife. Yeah. The final issue, we were going through and we learn of the, the big bad, and his name actually escapes me right now. Uh, Love this book. Don't know who's in it. Hey, I I feel you. Yeah, but so we many. learned that it, it was the guy who killed the the main antagonist's husband in the first life. And oh, so that guy. There, there's some <laughs> revenge. Like he fucks a lion-headed dragon. Like Ooh, guy's man. a total badass. And, and this hold this on. final issue. Hold on, a, hold on, hold on. Fucks a lion-headed dragon. Yes. Does Actually, it? has sex with it. The show yes. penetration. Uh, no, but he references multiple times that he's going to go and lie with the dragon. So go get that scaly pussy, huh? No, it's a male dragon. Oh, go get that scaly sphincter, huh? Yep. Oh. So, hey, like this whole culmination month. of these six issues is leading up to this final fight. And I know you both are reading it, but fuck you guys if you're not caught up on it. I'm definitely not. No, I actually stopped reading it. I figured as much. Like I want to read it, but not that I didn't. Yeah, not that I didn't want to. It was it was pretty cool. It just it was I needed to make figure why buy it when you're buying it. Well, I needed to make some room, and it was it was at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we find out the main antagonist. She's been gaining her powers as they go through this world. But they haven't really come on full force because she's still alive. 
that what? She's in a coma on life support. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. The the main bad guy tries to drown her, so succeeds, so she pops out of her coma for a second, gives up on life, beats his ass, ends book one. So, Reborn is going to have multiple books. It's going to have, like, multiple different stories, which I'm fucking excited for. I really want to get caught up because I'm getting excited for this, and I don't even know all the details from, like, issue... I think I only read up to, like, issue two or three, and it's great. Yeah. I and mean, I'm not I'm not, not reading it because I don't want to. It's mainly financial. I barely make it over to the, the comic shop. Right. So, I, I read the first two issues, and they were really cool. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm probably going to pick up the, the collected edition when it comes out. Yeah. So, you know, I'll loan that out or whatever. It's definitely usable. Right. You know, great series, great writing, great art. You know, this is a team that, you know, like Snyder and Capullo, it's hard to beat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another one I've been reading, um, Iron Fist got his own series again, and it's been great. We're four issues in. He's initially, he's approached by someone, his powers are failing. Like, his chi is leaving him. It's it's fading. A fucking chi, dude. Every time. So, like, he can't access many of the powers of the Immortal Iron Fist. So, someone approaches him after he's been through these fight clubs. <laughs> like, and like, like, legit fight clubs? Like, we don't talk yeah, about fight clubs? Yeah, he's been in, like, underground <laughs> fight clubs trying to, like satisfy this almost bloodlust that he's been feeling. He's chasing that dragon, so to speak. Yeah. He gets invited to this island, which is similar to Kunlun, called Liu Shi. And they... <laughs> they <laughs> it's a cross. <laughs> yes! They, uh, they're actually a bunch of people who left Kunlun a century ago because they didn't like how UT was running things, being biased, all that. They invite him there to participate in this tournament where he'll be able to get his, his chi restored. So he's been going through, and it's it's similar to the the battle of the seven capital cities. Yeah, like I know you yeah. both have actually read that. Now. Finally read that one, and okay, uh, but... so it's similar to that. Like he has to fight these seven champions to get his chi back. Is Brad Pitt one of them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like she's a lot like herpes. It just kind of comes and goes as it wants, dude. Like well, it'll pop up, then go as, away. As he beats people, he can take their chi from them. Like he, that's his prize for beating them. And has he not? Five dollars cash, and that man's cheap. <laughs> so has he not been like fighting a lot lately? No, he's been fighting, but the immortal Iron Fist's purpose is to defend Kunlun. He's been away from Kunlun for so long. That's why his chi is fading. Like that's uh, that's why he can't access it. That makes and sense. And that realization came to him in this issue where he fights his fourth opponent on this island and then gets like ambushed by two of them because the the people running the whole thing are afraid that they're gonna lose how's the art on this one it's I, actually like i wasn't really too big good. on the art on i i didn't really read it just by seeing it though but the uh, power the, man iron fist i wasn't yeah. either like i read it because yeah. it was, of what it was. Fist, yeah but this is, is really good and one of the things that i really like about it because I, I really dug the the art in the uh Immortal, Immortal Iron, Fist. Iron Fist that you'll need. Yeah. Um, like it, it, it felt like it fit really well. Yeah, at certain parts. Some uh, some of those books. In yeah, there. well, I mean, a lot of those Like, were, some of the one-shots. Yeah, were, like, where they talk about previous Iron Fist. But yeah. Those but. were fractions art. But this, it, it's a very, it's a darker, kind of grittier art style. Mm -hmm. And it really fits, like, the darkness of this island. 
one of my favorite things about this series right now is during the fight scenes between him and these other people, it will list off like the different martial arts moves that they're using. And it's like it, the, the ten toed life kick. Yeah, they did that yeah. in uh, Immortal Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they're back to doing that again. And they also incorporate, like, from where Danny has fought both in Kunlun and in, like, New York and other places like that, there was one, it, it was, was like Subway Mugger's Cruise. <laughs> I, I was like, it was probably, like, everything from, like, a fucking delicate crane swoop to, like, a kick the beggar that's asking for a change in the The chin. hobo slide yeah. of stab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, and, and it's really cool seeing things like that incorporated. So, you know, he's only got a few fights left. I think the next issue ends this arc. So I'm really excited to see where this is going to go. Yeah. Sounds really cool. It It, it, it really is. Is that the last of your books? I'm not really caught up on much else that I've been reading. I'm a few issues behind. Well, Bob's going to kind of mix it up here. And I want to talk about what Bob's going to do before he does it. So I'm going to go ahead and get through my comics first. And then we'll go into yours. I was hoping you'd do that. Guys, I'm, I'm reading, as per usual, a whole variety of things. The, the paradigm has shifted to the point where now I'm the one who's like caught up on like all the big yeah. titles. Uh, and one of those big titles I want to talk about is The Walking Dead number 167. Now, this is not the most recent issue, but it is the second most recent issue. Yeah. And in this issue, we say goodbye to a character who's been around since the very beginning. And the issue before this, she kind of fucks up. And I think I've given away too much by saying she, but honestly, if you, if you see the cover of 167 and it has been out for a month already, you should be able to figure this one out, but I'm not going to spoil it. Say it. No. Just do it. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not going to spoil it. Definitely a love letter to this character, the whole book. Like, I, like they have each one of the bigger... I'm trying uh, to remember who, what female is still around. It's been around since the beginning. All, all the bigger names come by to say like what they think of her and blah, 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 and like how they uh, she affected them. Then it kind of does take a little bit of a, a roller coaster ride because about halfway through the book, and this is kind of a double-sized issue, uh, we get a little bit of a roller coaster with another character. I'm not going to say who, but again, once you figure out who's died, uh, you'll figure out who the character is. But you don't know what they're going to do at every turn. Like, they they start to do this thing, and they start to do that thing. You don't know if we're going to have two deaths, if we're not. This has been a really powerful issue. And I don't usually bring up The Walking Dead on here, because, oh. it, like, lately it's been kind of part of the course. It's not been bad, but it's not been amazing. But this was a really great issue. And I think the thing that stood out the most is that there were no ads the entire issue zero ads and in the very back of the book is a love letter to this character and to the fans from robert kirkman saying he didn't want to kill this character yet so many times he tried to find ways to to stop himself from killing this character but he thought that it was time and he felt like it was time there was times and he broke down crying writing this issue and it's a great little letter. I suggest reading it if you read this issue. I don't know if it'll be in the trade. This is this yeah. might be a special thing just for the actual one-off I issue. I think it probably will be in the trade, though. Uh, I, I don't know. Something special I, like that, I imagine they would include. I like it when they, they include that in, like, just the issue. Like, it kind of screws the or, guy who missed it. But yeah. at or the same time, it like, makes that issue more It special. makes the people who's, who's actually keeping up with it week to week that's there for that story every time. Yeah. It gives them a special little 
like exclusive thing. Yeah, and and there's so very few things that are exclusive these days. What really are one of the one of the special edition hardcovers or something like that that come with? Yeah, man. Yeah, those, like, the, yeah. Extra the little slip stuff. cover and stuff. Sure, sure, I can see that, but not like the trade, like number no. sixty-eight or whatever they're up to. Another indie title that I have fallen in love with all over again is Tank Girl, and right now they're in World War Tank Girl. The issue I want to talk about is World War Tank Girl number two, which is the most recent issue. Number one's not really that important. You know, like, yeah. if you want to transition from Tank Girl Gold to Tank Girl World War Tank Girl, sure, you want to read that issue. But uh, this one kind of catches you up on everything that's happened, and then it just gets right into it. And it's the most Tank Girl Tank Girls felt in a while. It's hilarious. I loved it. Uh, I mean, the issue is called Escape from Cold Tits. <laughs> and it takes place in World War II with the Nazis. There's this part where Barney is brandishing a machine gun, dressed as an ape, riding on the back of two British soldiers who are in a tandem horse costume. <laughs> and she's riding into this bridge battle for this whole thing. Booga jumping over the wall. The guy is like, wow, you could really jump. And he's like, well, I am a fucking kangaroo. <laughs> There's so many great things in, this, in just this issue alone. And it, it gets kind of serious for a moment there, like during the whole bridge battle stuff. So it invokes a variety of emotions, uh, mostly humor. I mean, just on the back. It's got a little drama, a little bit of banter, yeah. comedy. Uh, it's everything you love from Tank Girl, for sure. And on the back, there's this ad for 100 crappy uh, tank soldier set. It's it's like your cl- uh, classic like bag of of army men yeah type situation. It names off like you get four tank girls, three boogas, and, like all this <laughs> shit. Awesome. It, it's got a mail-in slip with like, it and everything. I love fake ads and stuff in the back of these. Guys. Like yeah. uh, Paper Girls has a really good letter to oh, the oh yeah yeah letter to the editor thing. Yeah, you should buy another copy of that and mail in that slip and see if you get the figures. <laughs> oh my cool. god, yeah. Wouldn't that be the greatest? That would oh, be awesome man. if they did that. That would be the best thing ever. Uh, but anyways, yeah, the, definitely World War Tank Girl is one to read. And like I said, the first issue is not really that important and the third issue is not out yet. So you could probably still catch the second issue and I, I highly suggest it, even if you just want to laugh. Yeah. Like... You could probably read this issue alone and just get a laugh and know that there's more coming because it's not like it cuts off the end where this could be the end. You have the option to continue afterwards. But if you just want to laugh, three bucks is not too much to pay. No. The next thing I want to talk about is the Lazarus Contract, which takes place over the course of Titans number 11, Teen Titans number 8, Deathstroke number 19, and the Teen Titans special from this year. This has been a great story. Really, really cool story that is fueled by Deathstroke trying to save his son who died during his battle with the Teen Titans back during, during the, the Judas, Judas contract. Yeah. During the story. So, was... so and, and I've heard bits and pieces of what happens to the story. To me, it kind of sounds like Deathstroke's Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah, that is a great way to put it because Deathstroke Especially does what he, end up yeah. with speed powers and stuff. Another, and travels time. Another thing to take from this, and uh, something I think that's been becoming more and more apparent with uh, the books that he's in, is that Robin does not shine, in the, and I'm talking Damian Wayne, Robin does not shine in this 
series of books. The Titans books? Well, I mean, the Titan books, Teen Titans books, he's been kind of rough. And Wait, so Teen Titans is one of Damien on it. Yeah. Titans is the, the original. Team, right? Yeah, the okay. original Teen Titans, but not the Titans. That's, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go through the full list. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, Robin has really, really pushed the lines in this one. So much so as stopping Wally West from the past heart. Taking a chance with time because he thought he knew how things would play out. Huh. Yeah, and that's ju- not the... The first or last time he really fucks with things, it's really him overstepping his bounds. Like, he's really not thinking as a team member. He's thinking like Damian Wayne from when we first met him. Like from League of Assassins. Yeah. And Super Sons has been kind of the same. Like, he's just way too full of himself. I've the first issue thinks... of Super Sons, and I love the first issue, but obviously I'm way fucking old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's only four issues. Oh, is it? Yeah. So. Okay. But anyways, yeah, uh, Robin is not shining in this book. And I think it's a good thing because I feel like this is going to lead us through the Teen Titans book. This is going to lead us to the next level of Robin. Like, because he's already in the first arc of Teen Titans denounced the League of Shadows and his grandfather. He had an opportunity. Like, he finally got that opportunity to come back to prove himself against his cousin and all sorts of other stuff. But he, he casts it aside and he chooses the Titans and he chooses what's right. But he's still pulling this shit. This shit doesn't seem like the Robin from the first arc. Maybe you can blame that on writing, but I'm going to go ahead and be positive and say this is going to lead us into Robin finally actually becoming Robin. The Robin we want him to be. Yeah, and The not, Robin we deserve. And not the, the cocky Damien that we've yeah. seen for fucking past. Because he still says he's better than Batman. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and and I mean, just all the way up to the end of the book. The end of the book makes you want to read every book that comes after it. And I I turned down Deathstroke issue 20 at the comic shop. It was the uh, Lazarus Contract uh, epilogue. Yeah. And I, I flipped through it and I was like, oh, this just seems like it's going to lead us into the next arc of Deathstroke. And I'm not reading Deathstroke, so I don't care. Now so I kind of wish I was reading it because uh, of the ending of this book. In the ending of this book, we find out a life has changed forever. A Teen Titan is getting fired, and a big player in the game is quitting said game. So, to find out who, what, why, when, where, you're going to have to read this thing, but it's worth it. Like, trust me, I'm not leaving you high and dry here. If you read it, you will, you will thank Just me. getting the idea... Of Deathstroke getting Speed Force powers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, I'm, I'm on board. Speed Force Deathstroke is a great idea. Just just essentially almost like a follow-up to Judas Contract. I wouldn't I'm like, shit, say it's I'm down. Like, I like that they've been doing that a lot. Yeah. It's like, almost like revisiting... Well, I mean, that's, that's been the whole Rebirth initiative. That's what I'm saying. It's I capitalizing like it. on the things we love that never got capitalized on. And it's like, I mean... Because they were always on to the next thing. Yeah, like, quotations. I'm pretty sure it was an uh, actual Batman title, not te- detective. But I mean, just little villains they've mentioned. Yeah, it's like you haven't heard in fucking decades. Like I love that they're bringing back just like little well, things here. Mitch Piddle like like popping up in probably the best story from DC Rebirth we've gotten yet, Superman Reborn. I mean, just that was great. Uh, I did not see that coming until like a certain point. I could go on forever. Those are the books I really wanted to talk about. I'm reading a lot of other stuff. Um, I'll probably bring up Star Wars The Screaming Citadel here soon. It's 
pretty cool, but I wanted to get a little further in before I discuss it. Maybe maybe I'll discuss it after it's over. But just, yeah, just a little like a full review just, on it. Yeah, a little hint of that. It's Star Wars with classic horror. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. That's a little intriguing. I'm interested. Anyways, Bob, what are what are you reading? And what um, are you watching? I've I've actually have been reading stuff. Uh, Paper Girls, I'm pretty sure I'm caught up on. If not, it might be like an issue behind. I think I'm what? like 13, maybe. I think issue 14. Uh, if, issue general. 15 just came out. Is it 15? Yeah. Uh, I may have 14. I don't know. I know I have. I've just read the newest issue of Sex Criminals, but it's on hiatus. So it's been so on yeah. and off again yeah. in the past year. I hate that dude because it's such a good book, dude. And like once you get moving in it, you just want to keep binging, keep reading, 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 and then you're caught up. Yeah. And you have to wait months and months. Uh, I've also been cracking into The Watchmen. I've oh, read it once. It? I, yeah, I've read it once before years back. Uh, it was like right before or right after the movie came out. I finally read it then. I haven't picked it up since then. And I've had a pretty nice, like, soft cover copy that uh, Seth wanted to let me get. Yeah. And it's been sitting on my shelf for the longest time. Figured I'd start bringing it to work and shit. I'm like, granted, I'm only having just, like, a little chunk taken out of it. Because I just really don't have a lot of time to read. Like, I say that, but, like, I watch shows and stuff. But shows are easy. Like, I can throw a show on while I'm washing dishes and throwing laundry. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, I can carry my phone around with me and watch a show on doing so stuff do like that as well. Too. Comic I have to sit down with. Like, I like to sit down either in the morning, cup of coffee, or later on. Like, whatever. I have to actually sit down and take the time. But what I've been watching, and I finally got caught up on, is The Flash. And, oh my god, there's so much in this season I want to talk about. and so much in this season that I really liked. Granted, <laughs> not the strongest season, in my opinion. But still, there was a lot in it I enjoyed. First off, the actor who played fucking uh, Draco Malfoy. Like, I love that oh, he's, yeah, I love yeah. that he's in a season where there's an object called the Philosopher's Stone, which is the English version of the, the Sorcerer's Stone. Stone. Harry Potter and Philosopher's Stone was the first book in England. So it's like, mm-hmm. ha that's clever. I like that. Yeah. I mean, and even, like, little things throughout the, I mean, just little, little things that, like, Cisco says, like, I can't remember what they were talking about, but he said, uh, I can't remember what show, but he's talking about when, how spinoffs never work, and the Flash <laughs> is a fucking spinoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, Savitar... Uh, if, I wish I wasn't spoiled on who Savitar was because there was a few points there where I would have been like, "Ooh, could be this person, could be this person." I mean, it did. No, just... it, got, it got spoiled to me. Oh. Like I seen it on Facebook, like fucking before I even started on the season mm. on who it was. And even though it's who you think it is, but it's not really who you think it is. Honestly, like, like, I didn't think it was going to be. Yeah. Okay, but... my biggest thing was the death. I'm like, okay. Since, like, they make a big deal throughout this whole season of this certain person that's going to die, I didn't feel like that person was going to die. I was like, yeah. Like, even the moment that it's, like, when that recording is playing, the last, yeah. like, the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 song is playing, it's like, I was getting a little teary-eyed, like, oh, fuck, this is emotional. It was Joe that sold it. Like, yeah, Joe yeah, collapsing. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, 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 dude, yes, absolutely. That, that scene was hard but to watch. But the person who came in for the clutch and, and fucking... I knew that person was going to die the second that he, that person fucked up. I was like, I didn't think it was going to happen that way. When he looked at the piece from the armor, I yeah. thought he was going to maybe like sneak up and stab a vulnerable spot or something. He was going to turn around and kill him before fucking, yeah. No, I wasn't expecting that fucking ex mocking the fucking shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty great. It was a great right. fucking season. Of course, all, bring back Jay Garrick. All we got Mirror yes. Master, and I, I love how... Harrison Wells from Earth 2 was talking about how his mirror master on their Earth 
literally made things in two dimensional, which was the original Mirror Mask. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I love how they're like, it all matters. It all applies. It's yeah. just on different. Earths. I think I think the Flash was probably the best of them, but almost every season mm. on the CW that oh ended this this year was great. The Music yeah. Meisters episode, yeah, was fucking <laughs> yeah. amazing. Like I didn't know how much I wanted that crossover episode until episode. I watched it. Now, speaking of crossover, the fucking invasion episodes were great. By yeah. the way, love yeah. them. It makes you want to get caught up on Arrow and fucking Legends, especially Legends, dude. Like, I knew that Snart died, but I'm like, fuck, man. Like, Snart's gone. Where's fucking uh, Legends Rory? Was really Where's cool. what's his name? Fucking, uh. They have a. I call him Rory because, like, I know him as Rory. Oh, Heatwave. Nick Rory. Yeah. No, no, no. Not Heatwave. I mean, Rory from Doctor Who, who plays, uh, what's his name? Who fucking owned the Wave Rider and started oh, up the um, team. The yeah, Captain Hunter. Who, whatever. Captain Hunt. Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter. Thank you. Yeah. What happened um, to him? Don't tell me. The, There's so much. What happened? That Music Master episode? Yeah. After watching that, did some research. I already knew that Joe was oh, yeah. an established Dude, Cisco, dude, play Cisco is an actual like pop star in another fucking country. Yeah. Like, he's famous. What? Barry? Yeah, dude. Didn't know that. Barry. That's why they that's, dude, that's why everybody they got in that episode to sing are actual like good vocalists. The fucking John Borman, dude, from fucking Doctor Who. Yeah. And, dude, of course, like he dude, he's a flamboyant he's, fucking he's homosexual. But he, he does you no, know, he does he does Broadway, dude. Yeah. And they got the guy that plays Joe is a he, fucking singer. He was a, in the movie yeah. Rent. And he's uh, done a lot of other music. Dude from stuff. Supergirl. I don't know who he is, but the, the dude from Supergirl that's in there. Oh, he actually yeah. like he's a good vocal like Monel. Yeah. There's a reason yeah. why they did this musical episode. Not only is it like, hey, you know I mean every good show kind of has a musical episode. Yeah, Barry was established. He went to school for musical theater. He was in Glee. Glee. He was in Glee. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I looked up some of his stuff from Glee. It was really good. Yeah. He's a cocky ass motherfucker. But the guy that plays Cisco, yeah, he's yeah. probably the most famous out of everybody as yeah. far as musical goes. Like, huh. like that's what he was known for yeah. before, before he the even Flash. started this. Huh. And like Killer Frost in this one, dude. Oh, some other villains they brought in that I was excited about. Uh, dude, Grodd and Gorilla City. Oh, yeah. Gorilla City stuff, man. Wow, oh, dude. Great. King Shark, whenever they were getting the, the piece mm-hmm. for the fucking Speed Force bazooka. And I love how, like, once he's down in the in the fog, because CW, CW has this really good thing where it's like, they will spend a little bit of money on some CG, but just, like, small shots. So it's like... But it's getting better and better each season. And it is. What I'm yeah. saying is, like... They don't put too much on the screen where you're sitting there looking at it too long. Like, yeah, they could have worked a little bit longer on this. To the point where even when they knock King Shark out and he lays out and he's down in the in the like mist from the cold. Yeah. That Snart puts out. Snart even says like, oh, "This is kind of like Jaws, where <laughs> they keep him off screen because they yeah. have enough money and I mean, pretty oh, so shitty." I love oh, like that, that is like I love that they do that in the Flash. It's like they are very fucking. On the nose of things. Oh, have, have you made it into season two of Supergirl yet? Yes. Okay. Have you noticed how much better the CG is from season yes. one to season two from I, moving to the CW? I did. Yeah. I wanted to bring something up about Supergirl, seeing, but I didn't know where to place it in here. So I'll wait for just a second after we're done with this. I'll say, no, just, just go just, ahead. Just seeing, I, I was going to say, just seeing right Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Like, I see oh. the. I've seen the clip from, like, when his first reveal and everything yeah. on Supergirl. Other than that, I, I haven't watched Supergirl nothing like, yet. But, sure? like, seeing him on that show, just seeing him and who was a Vibe and, like, Wally. Like, I think it was Wally. I don't know. Just seeing, like, the group of superheroes on there. Like, yeah. bringing Jesse Quick in this season, dude. Like, this mm-hmm. is a pretty good fucking season. Of- yeah. Ah. Ah. 
It was good. One of the things I, that I've noticed, like the CG's gotten so much better on Supergirl. I'm just now to the point where Guardian just came into play. Yeah. And saw that coming. Like Personally, yeah. I like I like the Guardian as a character on the show. I hate everything about how he came into yeah. the show. I do too. Like, I'm like not the that, that's not Guardian, but I'm happy we have a Guardian. Guardian <laughs> was a first fucking responder at the death of goddamn Superman. There is a fucking reason he was popular for a moment, and you just glanced right over it. Yep. Fuckers. But, but like God, one of the it. other things I've noticed is season one, like everyone just straight arrow the whole time. Yeah. As soon as it gets to the CW, the first thing that starts happening, we get a lesbian episode one. We get one of oh the main God. characters it, like questioning her sexuality. My favorite fucking I'm television down. romance right now is oh God. What are their their names? What are their characters' names? In Supergirl, yeah. Uh, Alex I know and... Ale- Alex is played by Skylar Lee because I know her from that 80s show and another teen movie. I can't think of the I, is yeah. it the cop. Yeah, is I she ended up getting with the cop. Yeah, she good did, for her. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> there, theirs is my like favorite fucking romance on TV right now. My yeah. favorite romance on TV is a lesbian romance, and not for the atypical dude reason for liking <laughs> a lesbian romance. Just they show them going out on each other on CW. Oh, no. But they Shit. do show there's this part where Alex gets fucking kidnapped and like the whole fucking episode leads you to believe she's gonna fucking die. Like oh, it lays it on strong and the emotions just coming between just those two characters. Not even to mention Kara, Supergirl, the fucking title character. Just the emotions from those two characters interacting with each other the little bit that they get to. See, it's just heartbreaking. Guys, I gotta bow out. I'm going home to watch Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like watch just Supergirl. watching this season of, uh, of The Flash. There's a lot of things that I noticed, like drinking a lot. Like they were drinking in yeah. a lot of episodes, talking about drinking, well, talking about killing a whole bottle of whiskey. This Dude, there was, was an episode where future episode. HR Wells was talking about a fucking threesome and while he's doing a fucking book read. It was a, a very bunch of, like, depressing and It was a lot of like, yeah, yeah. I mean, or season. There's, there's a, a few times where like it was insinuated that Jesse Quick and Wally was about to go, you know, and see if he was the fastest man alive or not. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, there was, like they've been, I really wish we'd have gotten that full on Supergirl Flash fucking race. A race or a fucking race because I want to see that too. Because can <laughs> yeah. you know how fast that would be? <laughs> and they're both they're both happy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But well, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. In, uh, moving on in the future because sometimes I don't always have I like I'll I'll grasp at something to talk about comics wise. Sometimes Odo's behind and. A lot of the time you're behind. Lately, yes. We could do, like, instead of, like, what are we reading, we could just say, uh, I don't know, we'll come up with a tagline. What tag are we reading, board. watching, fucking... Yeah, but it'll it'll cover all bases. So how about that? What other world have we been in? Yeah. What, what's on the next panel? What's on the next panel? I like. I kind of like that. I mean, my workshop it just a tad because it's a little tweak, wordy. But, you might tweak those nipples a little but bit. But I, I like exactly where that's at. Uh, all right, guys. This is the time when we rush off into the phone booth and get into some news. Um, fucking hurt. Take that tie off. Pull those black frame glasses off. Squeeze those fucking underwear up over them tights. Take the tie off. Hang it on the top of the... Wait. 
Okay, the whole spirit of phone booth news is quick news, and you guys just drug out the intro like crazy. So, phone Hold booth Hold on, real news. quick. I am really God proud of damn you. damn it. I am really proud of you using the same phone booth and not phone booth. I've gotten used to it by now. Yeah, patch on back. Um, anyways, all right, guys. Phone booth news. In announcements, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance for Netflix has been announced. Ooh, yes, I heard about that. Don't know when that's coming, and the uh, sizzle reel is out. It's kind of just a sizzle reel of... Some of the behind the scenes of creating the things and is, they, is it all gonna be puppets again or oh yeah that, they're going practical good, effects good, good. full on. Uh, it was very reminiscent of the Star Wars Episode Seven uh, little behind the scenes thing, which the, was their trailer too. Yeah, which I'm on board for. Tom Hardy has been cast as Venom in yes, the whatever yeah. the fuck that fucking the one that's movie not is tied into the fucking Spider Man right. movie. Um, yeah. I like Tom. Har- I like Tom Hardy. Yeah. I like Venom. That could be cool. Deadpool as an animated adult cartoon is coming to FX and headed up by Donald Glover. See, that could really? that could work on multiple so multiple. many very levels. Yeah. If I you mean, don't you know look, look at the rated R spawn. Yeah. Animated, great. If you don't know who Donald Glover is, he's been cast as Lando in the recent uh, Star Wars Han Solo movie Shocker. and he is a big old member of the uh, community cast. So Check him out in those things. I don't know. He's also casted in uh, Homecoming. Yeah, he's he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, that's right. He is in Homecoming. Doomsday Clock is the next big rebirth event coming to DC Comics. Uh, As in what? Watchmen. Doomsday oh yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, I haven't I haven't read it, uh, part four. What but... it specifically entails Ooh. is not said yet, but uh, that it's been advertised. Doomsday Clock is the next event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supernatural and Scooby-Doo are going to have a crossover in season, wrap your mind around this, season 13 of Supernatural, uh, which I is I heard correctly awesome. that this is going to be the last season? Uh, well, they said that two seasons ago, yeah. so who knows. Oh, yeah. uh, they're wanting to, I know that Jensen Ackles... It'd be a fun number Jared, to end on for Supernatural. Yeah, 13, I, I know that you know. Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki are wanting to go to at least 300 episodes, which I think would lead them into the 14th season. So, like, they're trying to push it towards that, and then they'll feel like maybe it's time we wrap this up. And they've said that in several <laughs> interviews. But anyways, yes, I love this. Um, I loved the episode where they go to an alternate universe where they are... Are they puppets? No, they are actors named... Mm. Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki on a show called Supernatural. And I loved it. Uh, That was just the best episode. So I'm really looking forward to this. In just awesome news, Stephen Amell did American Ninja Warrior recently. I saw that. And just like he brings to the Arrowverse, the Berlantiverse, it, it, it was funny. And entertaining Dude, and, and action fucking ass. And he did it. He kicked ass. He went Dude. on to do more stuff than he was originally scheduled to do. I don't know how old it is, but have you seen the Supergirl stunt woman do it? Uh, Dude, yeah, she I, was I, the I first female it, completely but... like finishing stuff. Like, yeah. it, 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 I heard about it, and uh, I might have to check that out after seeing Stephen Amell. Deadpool had a blooper reel come out that uh, infuriates me because what the fuck happened to this shit being on Blu-rays and DVDs? Because I from, bought the, from the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because uh, I I bought the Blu-ray. Uh, this shit isn't in there. So what <laughs> the fuck? But it is pretty funny. So I mean, I still say check it out. Then I saw this uh, Force Awakens mashup. Uh, It's set to the Friends intro. And it's got like Craig and and Luke and and everything. Uh, It's the Friends intro with 
Force Awakens. Now, all of these, I'm going to leave links down below so you can check them out. But that was hilarious. Uh, moving on into trailers. Blood Drive, which is this super gory B-horror show. Coming I saw this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's out there, man. I honestly don't know if I'll be able to get through it. Because I hate anything that in, involves babies. And this fucking trailer yeah. kind of implies that there's definitely going to be some baby shit. So I may not make it through, but I'm definitely going to start it. Because I do like B-horror. Yeah. It, I like to laugh at it. So another trailer that came out, another show, Game of Thrones. You might have heard something yes. about this one. What is this Game of Thrones you speak of? It, well, it's like musical chairs. It's Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Uh, everything's coming to a head in this season, in, including an extra long final episode that's uh, at least that's what they've said we don't know if it's going to be like two hours or more but um, seasons will be a little shorter than the other yeah ones. seven yeah. episodes yeah everything yeah. is finally coming together uh blade runner 2049 had a trailer come out mm -hmm. looks pretty cool i've seen the movie a whole three times i've enjoyed it but uh there's really only so many things i can tell you about it so yeah. i'm not yeah, I might have to watch it again to get a real scope of Blade Runner 2049. And and you can kind of see in this trailer Harrison Ford's age showing through. So uh, I'm a little leery, but it doesn't surround Harrison Ford. It's Colin Farrell, I think. No, it's not Colin uh, It's not Colin Farrell? Uh, I can never think of We don't have name. time. We, we're, we've only made it to the pants. That one dude from Drive. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Gosling? Uh, Ryan Gosling, yeah. yes. That's it, yeah. Ryan Gosling is our main character in this film, and it looks pretty cool, just for a sci-fi movie, just unobjectively as a sci-fi movie. Batman and Harley Quinn finally had an actual trailer that came out. Oh, and yeah, I forgot about that. The only I thing that I don't existed. like, the only thing I don't like is the uh, the voice of Melissa Rauch's Harley Quinn. Didn't we talk about this before? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Who's but, Melissa Rauch? Why is it? She is uh, Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory. She's uh, Wallowitz's wife. Why isn't Tara? They, they got like ninety percent of the original cast, but they don't have uh, Tara Strong. Anyways, Tara Strong um, or Arlene. Black Lightning also finally had its first. Trailer. Saw that. Very yeah. Luke Cage-ish. Yeah. Uh, like honestly, that's that's the feel I'm getting from it. But uh, it does look cool. I think it's pretty awesome. Is that coming to the CW? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, so that yeah. is yeah. hopefully going to be part of the CW is just going to be like DC TV. Yeah. Hopefully that's going to be part of the Berlantiverse. Um, I think it is. But it looks really good. And uh, I liked it. But coming out of the... You know what I like about it? Real what? quick. Real quick. <laughs> CW is known for like all these young, nice looking young fucking dudes. This is an older dude. Yeah. He's so good looking yeah, guy. But right. like he's got some great. I dig it. All right, now coming out of uh, phone booth news, we're transformed into more knowledgeable nerds, ready for new and exciting topics. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not laugh. I was, but I was I wrote like, the, it sounded no. so good in my head. Yeah. Fuck it. You know, edit this out too. And another trailer we've got is Black Panther trailer, but I'd like to go into this more detailed, not a phone booth news type situation. This has been anticipated for a while. And and as I thought this is going to take a, like, it looks like it's going to take place a lot in Africa. A lot in yeah. Wakanda. Well, yeah. And that's one thing I do like about the DC, or the Marvel movies, is that a lot of these kind of feel like it's their own, like, Captain America was the war movie. Mm -hmm. You know, we had Cap Captain America 2 was the espionage movie. 
Like, we have all these different, like, the heist movie was Ant-Man. This is going to be, like, I don't know, I feel like almost like a blood diamond mixed with fucking... I don't know. Like, well, it, it it definitely has its own its own feel, and I feel like that's what Marvel's kind of been doing a lot yeah. lately since Guardians of the Galaxy. It was trying to introduce new elements, and uh, what better way with Wakanda? Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Elements, was, I, I, I you mean that that vibration. Guardians of I the get it. All right, all right, guys. Fucking I, okay, went over my head. At first, I get it though. <laughs> I don't know if that's intentional. Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. has the intergalactic space type stuff covered. Doctor Strange brought in the Mystic. Now we've got foreign uh, is the best way I can seem to put it. The foreign element of it's it's foreign, but it's also you could almost call borderline futuristic because of yeah. the how it's. Like ships the actual fly, like, okay, city of Wakanda see, looks very it looks uh, mismatched. Like yeah, almost it like, is though futuristic mixed with old world almost ancient, primitive, um, almost ancient and primitive and stuff. And yeah, it is, but that doesn't necessarily make it new. That makes it blend. And they, they've got that ship that that flies off. That's nothing we haven't seen before. Like right. honestly, I don't th- think we're getting anything we haven't seen before. I think we're getting it. In a new setting, we got to see with... Johnny Storm with dreads. What? Michael Chris B. Jordan. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Oh, that's right, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, see, now if you're gonna bring Fantastic Four up, of course I'm gonna forget yeah. completely about because the last. I never one. watched it. I did. I, did. Uh, I haven't I did. watched I still it. Have well stick. It's it's as bad as you. You haven't watched the first one? Did I say? I haven't watched Fan Four Stick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I haven't either. It it looks like a really good movie. It looks like one of those. If you took a typical Marvel hero and put them in this much more dire and much more hostile environment, this is what they would be. Especially as a leader, especially if they were bred into this. Because that's what the Black Panther is. The Black Panther isn't someone who stumbled upon a suit. They're someone who was bred to be royalty, and that royalty is tasked with protecting Wakanda. That's a really cool element, and uh, is something we haven't seen from Marvel MCU yet. The closest we got is a kind of an Iron Fist, like, and it wasn't something that he knew from from birth, but it's something that he knew for years that he was working his way up to. And had they and, played, that, and that was like, if he passes, it wasn't like this is yeah. going to be handled. Had they played it closer to the comics, that would have came across yeah. a lot more. Uh, which, FYI, I, I didn't want to include it as a real topic in the show, but I did see an article, and I read it, and I, I can't hold it to definitely this is what's going to happen, but someone has said that the Netflix shows are eventually going to cross over with the MCU. Mm. It would be stupid. Not, the way, not in the way that we want to talk about. Like, yeah. like, they're not all going to be fighting in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're probably never going to see Daredevil standing next to Captain America, but it, uh, eventually they are supposed to. Yeah. It's I mean, not... Because like, the, show, the show's, the show's recognized the movies. The movies still haven't recognized the show. Yeah. And that's not just the Netflix Honestly, shows, it, but it, it's like... If the Agents movies would Shield. just recognize the shows, I'd be alright. That'd all right. be enough. Like, that's enough yeah. for me. Mention the devil of Hell's Kitchen just once. Yeah. And something or talk like. about what Coulson's been up to. Exactly. They kind like, of on, almost did in Avengers Age of Ultron, but they also didn't. So, yeah, Black Panther looks really cool. And uh, speaking of really cool and very different, 
That leads us to the I think the big story of the night. We've got we've got yeah. a few different ones after this, but Wonder Woman. That fucking shit came out. Bob, you gonna leave for this? I'm gonna step outside and smoke while you guys talk about this because I've still yet to watch it and I'm trying to watch it this week. I don't think we're really gonna do spoilers, but go ahead and grab a cigarette yeah. while we do this. Yeah. And this is definitely a movie that I'm anticipating and wanna watch. So I don't want you to Well, the, there may be a few things brought up that are spoilery. Ish. So, well, just giving them the warning of spoilers because I may drop a few names. About how much time should I give you guys? I don't know. Maybe 15 minutes? Yeah, I'll check it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, so, just before we get into this, potential spoilers, but we won't ruin anything huge. There yeah. are some plot twists in this. There like, there are, are some plot twists and stuff. Like, I, I'm going to talk about it. some characters that. That are mentioned very early on. Yeah, uh, which brings us to our first part of the topic: characters and actors. How how did you feel about the way that the characters were portrayed and the way that the actors portrayed them? Okay, so first of all, I want to say that I adored young Diana. I thought that yeah. I thought that that was a great portrayal of how like a young Amazonian. Would would be growing. I I did note that the accent was so good, comparatively yeah. to like her grown up self. Yeah. Uh, a, a similar thing happened in Rogue One. Yeah, with young Jenner. So man, they couldn't cast more perfectly. Right. Yeah. But you know, I, I really appreciated that, and you know, the, the the thing you see in the trailer, you know, I won't. How about just a shield, no sharp edges, but just. The, the burning desire in that child yeah. wanting to, to be and, a warrior. And she could convey that. Like, such a young actress being able to convey something like that. Like, they picked a really good one for that. But, like, just Gal as Wonder Woman, you know, the... I can't... Chris Pine. Yeah. Chris Pine. Like, I loved his character. Um, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Yeah. Like, that whole ensemble, I felt, was great. Yeah. Uh, like, all of their interaction. The Scotsman, can't think of his name. Yeah. But <laughs> he, he was probably my favorite out of that whole group. Really? Yeah. yeah he's I, kind I, of annoying to me. Well, he was, but I still, I kind of dug it. Like, I liked all his right. character. Like, there, there was a bit of a... Like, not really sympathizing, but, like, he was dealing with some inner demons. You never know when something like that's going to affect you. How did you feel about uh, Dr. Poison? Not having, like, really any prior knowledge of this character. Yeah. I liked her. You know, I knew that, like, the face was fucked up under there. Like, under the faceplates. Right. That, that was kind of a given because of the faceplates. Just this, this burning desire to destroy like this this need to make like the ultimate biological weapon yeah came across really well like the the pairing with that that colonel general whatever the fuck he was ludendorff yeah ludendorff see you remember all these names well i i did take a bunch of notes and yeah i memorized some shit yeah. i attacked it very professionally <laughs> Yeah. Or as professionally as I could. The the teamwork and camaraderie there, like you could you could see a, a yearning for his approval in her, and you could also see in him just the simple you are a pawn, you're a tool for me yeah. to get to my greater end. Yeah. 
I, I agree with you on the young actress. Uh, she was really good. I liked her. I feel like disappointment was a problem that she had, like displaying disappointment maybe. Yeah. But uh, the eagerness to, to become that warrior, to, to join in with the other Amazons, to find her place was was really prominent in her and yeah that was really good however i do and maybe not so much with the little girl but definitely with teenage to you know young adult diana i wish we'd have spent more time with her training otherwise it goes through it so fast yeah otherwise character wise i i i like diana prince or diana princess of the mascara which they do they do uh <laughs> manipulate that during the movie yeah uh chris pine and i'm starting to worry that chris pine is just chris pine in films um I can with see the that. first star trek movie there are a few moments where y- you can see he's channeling shatner uh there's the moment during the kobayashi maru where like it's just pure fucking shatner and i love it um <laughs> But uh, all, all in all, I felt like he was making that role his own. Now I'm starting to see, the more I see him in other stuff, because I've seen him in Hell or High Water as well. And it was a really great film. But that, mixed with Star Trek, mixed with this, I'm starting to see that there's a baseline Chris Pine, and he builds off of that. And this feels like fucking Captain Kirk. <laughs> if you were a World War One pilot who, who found Themyscira. Okay. I could I could see where that's coming from. And that's not to say it's bad. Like he I mean he fits into the movie perfectly fine yeah. like that, but I, I feel like it's gonna be a problem moving on with Chris Pine's career. So It could be. As as far as the character goes, I liked it. As far as an actor goes, no uh, you need to watch that shit. Now how did you feel about some of the interaction between him and Diana. Depends on the interaction. Let's let's start with some of their more awkward interactions. Well, we could talk about the sex scene or the lack thereof. Well <laughs> let, let's let's go earlier in the movie. That's pretty early in the movie. When he's in the 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 glowing pool. Yeah. Oh up, okay. And, yeah. and you know talking about well I'm a, I'm above average. Yeah. You, you could say are yeah. you are you an average male? Yeah, of your yeah. Okay, yeah, that was a really cool. First of all, Chris Pine totally fucking jealous of that body, and I'm pretty fucking proud of what I got. Yeah. Like that picture I was talking about posting on Facebook. Yeah, I'm still flirting on posting that photo. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, totally jealous of that shit. And then he makes um, there's that there's that moment. And I can't remember exactly what's being said at the time, but like, you know, he's trying to do modesty and he's he's holding himself and stuff. Yeah. And he just kind of like he's reading the situation. You can just see let's him, go. You can see him reading the situation. He slowly lets go. Like, what's going to happen? The more and more penis I reveal. Yeah. Like, and then like there was that. And then like the next the next awkward scene between them is on the boat. Yeah, they're talking about sex and stuff. Which um which does does bring me into another point. Uh she starts talking about all this literature that she read about uh, about sex and reproduction and stuff and all that literature yet she doesn't know CPR because when she pulls Steve Trevor onto that beach, she doesn't do anything. Just sits there, and he kind of just gets over drowning. He's like, oh, "I'm so over drowning." 
I'm better. Yeah, like, how does she not know that or how to enter a revolving door just by looking at it and going, oh yeah, my fucking shield is wider than this, kind of probably can't go through the revolving door. Like, I, th- I think some of that is supposed to translate into, like, her cultural Yeah, I, I know it's, it's and, supposed to go that way, but she's obviously shown as a very intelligent girl yeah a very intelligent woman like all and, of the different languages and she so speak. when she encounters a door that she's seen revolving that she's seen how it works as people are going through it before she goes why would she be that super? i get why why it's there it's for the laugh and it was funny yeah but thinking about it yeah when you think about it it's why the fuck would she make that mistake yeah. it doesn't make sense so yeah, like their interactions vary depending mm-hmm. on the moment. My favorite interactions of theirs are during fight scenes. Yeah. Where it is obvious and and this plays more to Steve Trevor than it really does Wonder Woman because a lot of people would argue that this is like a highly feminist film and it's not because when it does portray the man's role, it's Wonder Woman's in battle. She's kicking ass. She doesn't fucking need anyone's help and that's obvious during the fight but there are these moments where steve trevor does join in or maybe someone else does join in and it's usually a man while she didn't need it and even if she had taken the attack she'd have been fine but she appreciates that that man's interaction she appreciates their willingness to put themselves in danger to help fight by her side yeah and stuff and I, i I think that was my favorite interactions between them is when he joins into a fight to help her when she doesn't really need it. Like when he knows that she has to go fight Ares, but this bomb is still going to go off. She, somebody's got to take care of this bomb. He, he decides that it's going to be him. Or like one of my favorite scenes is her walking across the battlefield in no man's land. Yeah. And she starts making that charge and he's like, well, fuck, let's go, guys. Yeah. And he, like, she's out there pushing with her shield, and he just, he starts the charge right behind her. So, I mean, not only is he he there as a seeming teammate, he's also there to, to help support her and back her up in what she's doing. Yeah. Now, my, my thoughts on um, Dr. Poison are, early on, I feel like, you can see where, where there's some sort of passion for what she does, some sort of morbid passion, but ultimately it just be, it, she feels like she's being pushed to the background because she isn't the main villain of this yeah. film. But Surprise she's pushed surprised. to the background and it feels like the actor knew it and they just stopped trying at some point. And it also feels like the writer stopped trying because I, I noticed this right from the moment it happened. She's sitting there and she's... Telling him about how she's been working all night. She's got nothing. And usually this would be the point where someone would say something. The scientists would see something and they'd have an epiphany. All that fucking happens is the wind blows a little bit. And knocks one of her fucking little balls of paper sideways. At the Keep in mind guys, we said spoilers just a little bit yeah, ago. Yeah. At the end, when Ares is talking about how... He's done little things here and there to manipulate people. That's one of the things that he did. He pushed that to her to yeah. give her like that. That's, like, that's, a, that's well and fine. And I did kind of miss that. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit that, like, yeah, I didn't take that into consideration. But taking that into consideration, more than one ball of paper moved around. 
and none of them had anything uh, like they i mean they were ball wads they yeah. like what nothing obvious was showing on them but she picks up one specific one looks at it and is like holy shit i've got the whole thing now it just seems too fucking lazy it's really lazy yeah it's really like, lazy like i that was kind of my thought when that scene happened i'm like so something that she wrote down and was like Nah, that won't work. Yeah. All of a sudden, now it works. Right. And then, you know, it, they made better sense and better use of it later by showing that it was, it was Ares that manipulated yeah. that into... And, and Ludendorff was another one that I felt was kind of lazy. I get it. He's supposed to be, like, your evil Nazi guy. He's the evil Nazi guy. But... Are you also supposed to be a moron? Because I like I assumed you were supposed to be an evil genius, but you you've been informed that you're running low on food, you're running low on guys. Like you don't have enough to fend off a full on assault whatsoever, and then you kill the guy who tells you, even though you're running low on guys. Seems like a shitty misstep to me. Like, and then he kills all those those. Uh, other generals and stuff because they're going to sign the treaty. Even if they signed it, what does it matter? It doesn't affect his plan. He wasted poison. <laughs> like, it, it, he has ze- almost zero resources. He has very little people to work with. And he seems like he's burning through it just because he's evil. And that seems lazy to me, too. Yeah. So, honestly, like, given the bad guys we were given, I... The challenge of this film is kind of lost on me up until the last fight with Ares, which, which that, you don't you don't even really get Ares till the end. So. Yeah, and, and like that was the other thing. Like, like what are our other topics before I tangent on this? Uh, yeah, we should probably keep it short. Yeah. Okay, to try to keep it short, the my whole time watching this, I thought that he was like a, almost like a double agent. Yeah. Like, I can't think of... Well, okay, no, I see where you're going with this. Let's not go into that. Because I feel like it can be too revealing. And this I do not want to spoil. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on from characters and actors, visuals and costumes. Uh, costumes, fair enough. Let's just get that out of the way. They were great. Yes. Wonder Woman, all, all the soldiers, Nazi and American alike. Even Ares getting his armor. Really cool. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Yeah. When he did like the thing with the his thing fingers with and made like the yeah. eye, oh, that was, was so really and the cool. Swords. So costumes, yes. costumes are yes for sure. But visuals, like visuals, okay, cinematography, Themyscira, fucking gorgeous, great, like, absolutely great gorgeous, so Set. bright, like it, it's just this paradise that you just want to be at. Everything Smallville should have been in Man of Steel. Yes. And then, like, you have that where, like, the Nazis are coming through the barrier. And, like, it's so dark and dingy. And, like, you can really see the fog, everything going on. Yeah. And he looks through it so bright. And then, like, all of the rest of the movie was that dark, dingy tone. Yeah. And, you know, granted, 
it, it was pretty much overcast the entire time. There was snow. There was and like, and we're talking about World War One Germany. Yeah, so like it's not going to be a bright, happy place. But at the same time, I feel like they should have like toned up well, Wonder Woman's costume now, a little bit. Some now, of if you think about No Man's Land, the mm-hmm. brightest fucking thing is no, is Wonder Woman's costume. Yes, like when she's walking through that field. Yeah, yeah and she's, it's so she's vivid and all that. But like I feel like there there should have been like more of that color tone and the contrast of like her this bright red and blue and gold yeah. symbol of hope in the middle of this you know dark barren nasty everything yeah like I feel like that contrast could have been greater than it was at certain points yeah maybe a little bit but if you push it too far it's it, it's, it's it would almost shocking. be too yeah. much but yeah like. The visuals, like the towns, yeah. uh, the destruction of the town after No Man's Land. Yeah, the guys using the the piece of a tank that was laying <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like uh, ju- No Man's Land. No Man's Land is is definitely my favorite part of like, this whole film. If we're talking visually, like there was so much to look at and, and take and in. And she had to she had to fight to get this one in, right? Yeah. 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 This was one of the scenes that uh, Warner Brothers execs were wanting to cut. Yeah. And the director fought tooth and fucking nail to keep this in. You hear that? You hear that? The favorite fucking scene from the movie, Warner Brothers, was the one you didn't want. Like the, there were, there was all the barbed wire. There was all the mm-hmm. traps. There was oh, all the bodies. God. Like just the destruction on this field, the craters yeah. from where all these mortars have hit. And, and and I do want to bring up the bodies a little bit because this, this phone, uh, this movie was obviously uh, toning it down as far as violence went. They were going very PG, even to the point and. If I watch it again, I'm sure I'll pick out more of these, but there's that part at the end where she she stabs Ludendorff. Yeah. And, and it, then she's inside of the thing with the sword hanging in. There's no blood. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that. Normally, any other movie, you would have like, oh, the yeah. blood dripping from the tip yeah. of it. So they, they played it very PG in that. And, and that kind of bothers me a little bit, but what bothered me more about the visuals in this is the... The Snyder zooms, the mid-action like slow mo, and then all of a sudden random zoom, and then slow mo, and then real quick random zoom, and just I feel like it takes you out of the action. If they had done that during No Man's Land, like it, like when she's in that one room and she's taking out like those fucking eight guys yeah. sliding on her shield, and she loses her swords, and she's using the whip, and like had they done that in that scene, it would have been awful. Yeah. But they didn't. But for some reason, like, 90% of Ares' fight were these fucking, like, sun zooms. Yeah. And I hated it. Oh, God, it was so distracting. It was awful. Ultimately, the visuals were all right. We're, we're taking a step in the right direction. Yeah. Whereas, you know, what we've been given in prior movies to what we got in this, we are... We're going uphill. Well, I think the greatest thing that we got in this movie uh, that has been problematic in former movies is the story. Yeah. The story is really, really well intact, really tight. It's hard to pick anything out of this story that you hate. Like, at the beginning, I said, maybe we could have spent more time watching her train. 
one of the things I thought they did really well with this is bringing us to this story. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's a story from like current day, like not too long after Batman versus Superman, current day Diana Prince is telling us this story. Yeah, because it starts out with her getting the picture from Bruce Wayne. Uh, maybe the original... it's time to tell my story. Yeah, maybe it's time to tell my story when we hear the World War One story. And yeah, it's really, it's a really good linear story. And yeah, it doesn't have to play too hard to anything that's come before or anything that's like continuity wise going to come after yeah. and stuff. But still, it it goes without saying that the story needs to be pointed out because it's like this is how you tell a story, and and, and the way it affects the DCEU. Well, I mean, moving forward, if you really think about it, how much is this story going to affect anything in the DCEU? Well, there are, there are quite a few things that could happen. I mean, Ares could always come back because, uh, well, all right, you know, she defeats the enemy. It's the movie's called Wonder Woman. Woman Wonder Woman's not going to die at the end. You know, she defeats Ares. I don't remember if he dies or not. I don't um, think he dies. He. He could maybe not. Uh, I don't. I don't think he necessarily die. I don't think he can necessarily kill a god. No, but, because but in the movie they state him. so very many times that so very many gods have died. So well, yeah, yeah you can totally kill a god. And well, yeah. Okay, yeah. only a god can kill a god. Yeah, but I don't know if she actually kills. Well, him in the comics, she does kill Ares. <laughs> Becomes, well, then becomes the god of war herself. Then she so, probably killed Ares. She probably killed Ares. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? No, maybe this has, like, honestly, this could stand apart from the DCEU completely. This could be a complete Aside standalone. from the first and last scene, yeah. totally standalone Wonder Woman movie. What a great, great Wonder Woman movie. So final thoughts overall. What do you think of this film? After we've had a little back and forth here. Because you, like, you, you still had your rose-colored glasses on. I, could I, I still like I still stand by what I said. You know, obviously, this is so far our best DC film we've gotten out of. Of course, yeah. The Man I, of Steel's, BBS, all that. And, and I'm, I'm even going to go and say th- this is better than the Dark Knight trilogy that we got. Mm-hmm. Maybe as a whole. If you take all three movies, put them together, and stack yeah. them against Wonder Woman, yeah. sure. Like the, the Those sto- Dark Knight, though? Definitely okay. I'll give you that, but like the story of the Dark Knight trilogy versus the story we got in Wonder Woman, like you piece all all the trilogy together, you have this. I, I think that's a that's a weird comparison. Okay, so that, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to compare three movies to one. Yeah, but you know, still the and this is the first DC movie in I don't know how long that has actually scored. Like well, high on both ends. This this movie beat Fifty Shades of Grey for opening box office female director. Uh, yeah, really? so like I mean it's it's doing good there. I mean it's selling better than Sex, and this has almost zero. Well, no, it alludes to it happening. We don't but even get half level Cinemax type sex. We we don't get side boob. Yeah. So if this is selling better than a fucking, a fucking fetish film, then yeah, 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 we're doing something right here. So like all in all, 
like true final thoughts. I I still I, I love it. I'm gonna see it again. Next time I may take my six year old daughter yeah. to see it. I took my eleven uh, year old son. He loved it. And, and it's it's also one of those films. You know, I, I know people have had to see the picture by now. Like the reason we need female superheroes is the little girl dressed as Wonder Woman looking up at the poster of Wonder Woman. You know what, Matt? What a all right, you know what? They pull this shit on us all the time, and I, this is like not an actual concern of mine. But what about the little boy dressed as Wonder Woman looking up at the poster? Huh? Where the fuck is he? Huh? Oh, would that be weird? Would that be taboo? Well, I'm sorry, our gender normifications. <laughs> I can't finish that. No, fuck that. No, um, anyways, I think this movie is good, not great. Like it is. Stacked against other superhero movies and stacked against other movies in general, it toes the line. It's the best DCEU we've gotten, but that's not a high bar. Yeah. At all. So, really, this raised the bar, but only for the DCEU. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. Like, I I think the DCEU has needed the bar raised. Well, yeah, it did, but, I mean... And this this movie... Honestly, I think it was kind of accident that this got <laughs> like i think they fought you know? for the things that they wanted that would have ruined this movie and then some something happened over here and something happened over there and then the director fought for this and then it just so happened to become a really but good movie you know what i think it is i think it's the fact that a director fought for their movie and won well yeah. against the execs yeah I, I'm excited for it. This isn't an automatic buy for me. I like it'll probably be some time before I buy this one, but it was it I'll, was good. I'll probably I'll probably wait for it. I'm to happy it happened. It's definitely the best female superhero movie to ever come out. I'll I'll give all credit where credit is due, but the DCEU has so much farther to go to oh, really impress yes. me. This doesn't impress me. This satisfies me. Right. Okay, uh, Bob. You ready to come back in? Man, Bob's been out there listening this whole time. Uh, he was out there 15 minutes more than we said. Uh, anyways, moving on from Wonder Woman, Justice League. The the Justice League movie is going through huge reshoots. I, I shouldn't say huge because they haven't said huge. No, they just said reshoots. But like, I get the feeling it's huge reshoots. But you know... It makes me happy to know, like, these reshoots are probably necessary reshoots well, for things to go back. Well, okay, Mo- most big budget movies like this will always There's have a little bit of story that reads to the, it reads into this that makes it kind of a mixed bag of yeah why this is a good thing and why this is a bad thing. Okay, so just to take it back a while back, and uh, honestly, I think it's tasteless. Maybe to say exactly what happened, because I like I know exactly what happened with the Snyder family. Yeah, yeah. Suffice it to say, uh, well, just, Zack Snyder's daughter. He lost his daughter. He lost his daughter. Zack Snyder lost his daughter, and this was obviously a huge tragedy for the family. So instead of pushing forward, or in, I mean, more importantly, instead of the studio making him push forward. The studio actually offered him, like I've read and heard multiple places that the studio actually offered him that they would push back the release date. They would mm-hmm. push back reshoots. 
Like, you could take as much time as you need. If they were yeah. willing to put this movie that not only, like, obviously some mixed, mixed reactions on some fans, yeah. but, like, for the most part, like, millions of fans have been waiting on. Yeah. They spent millions of dollars on. They're waiting to put, they're willing to put everything on hold. Because of this incident, which I, which fucking kudos to fucking Warner Brothers. And man. he and graciously said, you know, no, nope. like we've we've got this where we've got this. Uh, I've got someone else in mind. Go ahead and move forward. Yeah, and There's somebody else that's already that just got on board with them. Yeah, like what better person? Honestly, and with reshoots, like if people that actually enjoy Zack Snyder's vision. Are concerned that maybe this might water down his vision. It's not. Yeah. It's all already preset. I mean, like he's just going to be there to be a director there. We're Reading talking this. Joss Whedon here. Yeah. So it, it can't be bad. Yeah. No. If anything, it'll do some good to it. But like, I mean, for the most part, with these reshoots, reshoots, he doesn't really have a whole lot of like involvement in it because it's already set in place. Well, okay. Now, see that that's how things kind of were at first. Mm-hmm. He was he was just supposed to come in and do pickup shots because that's all they really had left. Yeah, and that has evolved into actual reshoots. Like pickup shots are just simple little things to get done to like tie this scene together, tie that scene yeah. together. Who cares? To kind of like yeah, easy trim all. They your... didn't need Joss Whedon for that. No, but now it has turned into full on reshoots. Of course, the the date is not going back, but these are going through all the way through June, July, and they're thinking maybe August as well. So, I mean, we're talking months of reshoots yeah. here. That's that's a and lot. And that's just months prior to the release date. Yeah, so. that, that's a lot of reshoots. So, it's a mixed bag. You know, like, Scott Snyder, for all the professional faults, I feel like he has. Yeah. All the things I disenjoyed about his product, what happened to him, I like. I mean, just yeah, imagining I, myself, like I couldn't live after that. I, yeah. I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. So I'm, I'm really glad Joss Whedon is having a big hand in some heavy reshoots. Seemingly, I just heavy hate reshoots. that it has to be on these kinds. Yeah, of it, yes. it, if it had, if I had to pick. A way for it to happen, I wouldn't have picked this one. I would have just taken know. whatever Scott Snyder had for us, or Zack Snyder. Hey, Scott <laughs> Snyder, too, awesome. There are too many Snyders. Um, yeah, but it's at so the same chips. time, you know, uh, this is this is the hand that was dealt to this product, and and I honestly, guess what the, better person to take it over? Right. The now. only silver linings is that yeah, if if it had to be taken over by somebody. And it's still going to be heavily Scott Snyder. So Scott oh, yeah. Snyder's vision is... Fuck! Zack Snyder's vision is still going to be heavily realized. So yeah, that, that, that's where we stand with the Justice League film. Seeing the trailer, I, I feel like... I, we've already talked about this on here. Seeing the trailer, I, I, I feel like this... Even with Joss Whedon coming in, it's going to be a bad movie. Joss Whedon may make it less terrible. But speaking objectively and not, you know... Uh, not biasedly, not taking the Snyder family tragedy into account. Yeah. I think this is still going to be a bad movie, but less bad than it was going to be before, and <laughs> still going to have those awesome moments like Aquaman launching off the Batmobile to take yeah. out a friggin' uh, Parademon. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a mixed bag all the way around, no matter how you look at it. 
tragedy or not. And speaking of tragedy, that brings us into the thing we want to close out our podcast. But this just happened today as of recording, two days ago, if you're listening to this. We'd like to say a tribute and farewell to not the not the first on screen Batman, but everyone's everyone's first, first on screen on screen Batman. Batman. Yeah, and, and he liked to proclaim himself as I've heard him say multiple times in interviews. You know, we have the Dark Knight. He is the Bright Knight. The Bright Knight. Yeah, motherfucking Adam. You said that in text, and I I knew you you didn't. Make it up? No, no. It was... But, like, it was the first time I ever heard it, and it was just great. Yeah, uh, today, still unknown to us, I'm sure it has to have come out by now. Probably. We don't know how he passed away, but at 88, you have to assume it was natural causes, just something, yeah. you know, he was an old man. Bet it was a shark. Bet it was a goddamn shark. shark got his shark repellent. Fucking Robin. Goddamn uh, Bert. Bert. Bert! Bird. <laughs> cancer. Cancer. No shit. shit. I didn't know he had cancer. Yeah. Did he, he know did he had not cancer? make that public. Died Friday night after a short but brave battle with leukemia. Huh. Wow. Maybe that's yeah. why the the six new sixty six animated movie happened. So he felt like maybe he had to put. Dude, one I mean they they, on. they had they had plans of doing more and everything. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Dude, Adam West was, I don't know, you know, we constantly talk about this off mic, but like, for the most part, like, my number one childhood Batman was always Michael Keaton, because I, I wore that 89 Batman VHS yeah. out, man. But before we owned that 89 Bat- Batman movie on VHS, I was, I was always able to catch reruns of the 66 Batman show. And of course, like, Batman by that point was kind of one of those things, it's like, you always, it was always around. I don't ever remember a distinctive point where I first remember seeing Batman, whether the show, movie, the symbol, anything. Couldn't tell you the first time. But some of my earliest memories of Batman, some of the, especially the first time I ever seen him on screen, was reruns of the fucking '66 Dozier, I mean Adam West Batman show. I mentioned to Odell earlier, like Adam West kind of seems like he was that uncle that you would that would come by and visit every so often but you're always so excited for like he was you know, I mean always so cheery and shit and like he was that cool uncle that's what he felt like to me watching him like I mean watching him as Bruce Wayne and everything and then of course as we get older he's a fucking voice of family guy like I've seen him pop up on Space Ghost Coast to Coast yeah, like yeah. I mean a bunch of different things and of course he wound up doing uh, guest voices in like Batman animated series as a great ghost Batman Brave and the Bold. One of my he was favorite Thomas episodes. Wayne, which I thought was a great episode. They had him as Thomas Wayne, Julie Newmar as Martha Wayne, Mark Hamill as a Spectre. I don't know, but I know that Kim Conroy was in that episode and everything else. But it was just, I mean, he's he's been busy. And not yeah. to mention, like, the 66 uh, Batman animated movie. Adam West has been around as long as I can remember, you know I mean, as Batman. I don't, it, this is kind of like when we lost Leia, when we lost Carrie. Yeah. I don't like. I don't know what I'm gonna do now. This doesn't like, seem I, it doesn't right. feel right. Like, no, yeah. it's like whenever you sent me that message and you mean initially telling me about Adam West and that you would let me go ahead and do the post, I had no idea yet. And that's what I was saying off mic earlier was like, whenever I say like, "Oh my god, are you serious?" It's not that I don't believe you. I think you're just gonna be like, "Oh no, I'm just fucking with you, man," because yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah, you know, we'd be like, "Hey, guess what? Harrison Ford died." Ha <laughs> ha. Bye, Han. So. 
whenever I say, oh my God, are you serious? It wasn't a real question. It was like, I didn't want you to be serious. Yeah. Because like I, mean, like I said uh, earlier, I was on the way, you know I mean, for a family event with the kids and stuff. And like, I legitly started like shedding a tear. And I told Becky, I was like, this is like, I'm, I feel worse than like, than what I did when some of my relatives have died. Like, this is one of those, yeah. like, this was definitely like a first world type thing, I guess entertainers that we've had throughout our whole lives yeah and you can probably name a few like robin williams is a big one for me oh yeah like mm. that was that was my childhood for the most part you know what i mean like comedy in my childhood was jim carrey robin williams you know what i mean so losing one of those icons was devastating to me but like being a huge batman fan as big of a batman fan as i am and like always Always defending the '66 show, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, like constantly, especially like, with me. And yeah. like, I, I, now that you said, I feel a little bad about it. No, 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 no one at all. I mean, but, my no, my opinion still stays the yeah. same. It was just always, it was. I never said that it was crap. You know, no. I never said that it was bad. I just like I in comparison was, to what what we yeah. what we're a, able to have now, what we're offering and now. As a, yes, it is kind of crap. But well, as a kid, I had Michael Keaton as well. Prominent Batman, yeah. and the only Adam West thing I ever saw as a kid was the movie. And the movie, the movie is as cheesy as like pretty yeah. friggin' cheesy, pretty campy. And especially if you're first introduced to Michael Keaton and you're the yeah, that, Batman, that's exactly how. And that then happened. you go back and see yeah. the '60s. It's a huge difference, huge. And difference. then over the years, I saw a few episodes and stuff, and I never regarded them as bad. I just, it just wasn't for me. I knew I was watching something that could be loved. It just couldn't be by me. Yeah, like you could see, like okay, I appreciate this. I can see how it's I appreciate like, his like, contributions yeah, to Batman exactly. too, because at the time. Like they needed to save the character. Exactly, and yeah. and that show made him made Batman a pop culture oh, yeah. icon from there on out. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly how. And so I appreciate it for that for sure. Just the merchandise from that show, and the show was only in running for two years, two yeah. seasons plus a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it it left such a big impact because it was it was something different. It was like visually, it was very colorful, very like the bang pals, and then not like that, yeah. but just the the backgrounds, the villains, the heroes themselves, very colorful. In the in the movie, what was it? A mattress convention? Whenever the helicopter was <laughs> crashing in. How convenient, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they vaporize um, all the world leaders. See, and that's the thing. I, 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 I can't remember the last time I watched the movie. I, I feel it's like if I watch the movie now, even if he hadn't died, if I watch the movie now, I definitely have a good time. Because yeah. I know it's silly. I remember parts yeah. of it. It's definitely silly. Here's something I want you to try. Watch a couple episodes or even the movie of the 66 Batman. And then watch Batman and Robin. And get in the mindset that this is a high-budget 66 Batman movie. And I'm telling you, you will enjoy to. it so much more. To the point they legitly even do the, t- the Dutch tilt with the camera don't even have to because i watched the batman and robin nostalgia critic review and he got to the point uh in uh, mr freeze's hideout Mm -hmm. and he's like here i'll do something to refresh your memory what this might be uh playing on and then he takes the scene back to the beginning from where he started playing it, and he adds in the dun 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 dun
take Adam West out, throw in George Clooney. It's, take out Burt Ward, no. throw in fucking Chris O'Donnell. I'm telling no, you, I'm watch sorry, it now. It's still fucking watch awful. It, now. it is awful. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely awful. awful. But watch it and look at it and be like, oh my God, that's exactly what that is. No, it's I, like a love child between Bill Dozier's Batman and Tim Burton's Batman. I've seen it since yeah. seeing that nostalgia critic, uh, critic review and thought of it that way. I'm still just, no, fuck this movie. <laughs> I'm good. You tell me you don't like the Batgirl in that movie. I mean, she was Alicia Silverstone? She's a terrible fucking exactly. Batgirl. She's hot, though. Definitely hot. She's a terrible actor, actress in general. Let alone a terrible Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. No doubt we lost... We lost a big name. Like, I mean, Family Guy fans alone yeah. are going to be missing this. Because Adam West... Mayor Adam, Mayor Adam West, West was a huge character. Was hilarious. I always loved him. Nobody, nobody messes with Adam Wee. With the fucking light bright. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, we're missing that, and I guess you said there were supposed to be more 66 animated films, and uh, the first one, from what I can tell, did well. So, And I suggest uh, going back and listen to some of the Adam West podcasts from, like, Fat Man on Batman. Or I, I would love to listen to that. Like, and not being a fan of 66, mm-hmm. uh, even moving... Past this, it's still just listening to Kevin Smith talk to Adam West. Just something I want to hear. Yes. Also, obviously, as I'm doing this, but Kevin Smith and the uh, Mark Hamill ones, some of the early, like, if, I think it's one of the first couple episodes of Fat yeah. Man on Batman. Definitely go back and listen to that one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to do that. that yes. I'm kind of working through Nerdist right now. Some of the older episodes. There's like 800 and some episodes right now. So they really, it's like Joe Rogan. Well, they started they in 2010. So Dude. Uh, Smodcast, which was Kevin Smith, uh, Scott Mosier's first one. They're celebrating 10 years right now. Yeah. Them, Joe Rogan, um, um, Adam, what's his name from Man Show? Adam, Adam Carolla. Carolla, yeah. yeah. Um, like, they've been some of the longest-running fucking podcasts ever yeah. since podcast started. Makes sense. Because I've heard a few podcasts talk about Adam Carolla as Adam a Carolla, uh, and like I said, Kevin Smith and Joe Rogan. They're all probably yeah. some of the longest-running podcasts. We definitely say goodbye to uh, a major player in the game, yeah. someone who made Batman what he is today. Because like, if they hadn't saved him, who knows what ha- uh, what would have happened. Yeah. If they hadn't popularized Batman at that time, that character could have gone away. Because, I mean, at that time, you read some of those comics, and that guy is just... A silly dude mm-hmm. in a bat suit murdering people. And that's the thing that, that show... <laughs> That show, at the time that the the com at the time of the comics and the show came out at the same time, he was actually very comic book accurate to what Batman was was shown as in the comics for that time. Well, yeah, which they, was very I, okay. I say murdering people at that time. They did start to yeah, try and transition. They did start. They they were already at that point where it's like they started doing those. What was it? Super Friends comics. Yeah, they were, Superman they were like playing baseball. Like he's very smiley. It wasn't working. And they made the TV show, and all of a sudden it started working. Uh, And you know what what gives a really good homage to the 66 show and, like, Batman of that era is the Batman Brave and the Bold animated show. I brought it up earlier. Yeah. Like, very underrated, dude. Yeah. Like, and I I always put it off for the longest time because it's like, it's Smiley Batman. It's very child-oriented looking, you know. Yeah. It's it's more for, you know, know, toddlers and shit. But after watching it, dude, I want to watch a couple episodes of it. First off, Dietrich Bader, the guy who plays the the next door neighbor in Office Space, he plays in Beverly Hillbillies, Drew Carey show. Okay. Uh, he does the voice of Batman in that show. 
fucking is the perfect mix of oh, almost. Oh, he's the voice of Batman. Yeah, in that almost show? the perfect mix of like Kevin Conroy oh, like and guy. fucking Adam West combined, which is perfect because it's the animated Batman, but he looks a lot like '66 Batman. Yeah. And then, like I said, they do get they do uh, guest voices with Adam West, Julie Newmar, Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy. And they have everybody from Batmite in here. Like, apparently the season finale, or the that. series finale, <laughs> which includes Batmite, like, is said by a few people, including Kevin Smith, which, who cries at a fucking, like, commercial, which he's admitted to. <laughs> uh, he said it's it's a very emotional, like, series finale, but it's very, like, it gives you closure and everything. And, like, he makes you feel good. Like, that was a good, that's a good way of ending it. Like, it's one of those shows I definitely want to go back and, and watch. Now. Yeah. Well, I, I have kind of wanted to watch that because I've heard great things about it. But uh, the best way I think we can end this story is uh, raise our various glasses. Bob, what do you got left? Um, I'm the alcoholic of the group. So oh, my like God. You're, and you're out. Right. I got a little bit of a shot. I got like a sip of this shot and like a sip of a beer. I got so. a little bit of... I'll combine uh, I got a little bit of Firewall. Odell's got a cherry ah, coke zero. to drive. The Bright Night. It, it's it's a dark night in Gotham tonight, boys. You would hear what we deserve. Yes. <sighs> All right. Um, Holy nerdy podcast, Batman. So, <laughs> wrapping it up. Uh, guys, we got two episodes of serious shit out right now. As of recording this, uh, we actually have a few in the bank now, so yeah, uh, that shit's going to come out. You can also see a new Alpha's unboxing and a Shook Knight Live on the Sort of My Comics Facebook page. We're doing kind of a YouTube revival where you're actually going to end up seeing Alpha's unboxing, Shook Knight's Live, and all these podcasts. Uh, I just have a few more things to finalize, a few more videos to go through, a couple more things to retweak, uh, delete... I've started monetizing our videos because we qualified for it. We're very. That means, but I'm excited. We're very close to uh, another little program. I don't want to talk to uh, talk about it because it requires detail right now. But if we we're at like nine thousand five hundred views channel wide so far. And another 500 views, and we we qualified for this. And I feel like adding these podcasts and bringing back Edible Obscurities, that's going to get that uh, get us there in no time. But, you know, it's a thing. We might have a budget soon, guys. I could start dancing. Oh, my God. We're going to spend it all on equipment. None of us will see a fucking dime. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I said uh, we spend it on blackjack and hookers. Well, you know, let's just, let's just have the blackjack. You know, screw the whole thing. <laughs> you know, like East End hookers are cheap. Did you get the reference you were making? Yeah, I was making a Futurama reference. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> East End hookers are cheap. Fair enough. Yeah, we we are in a pretty shitty town. Yeah. If you guys want to check out that YouTube channel, it is sort of my brand on well YouTube. Guys, you can also like us on Facebook at sort of my brand and sort of my comics. You can find sort of my podcast on Instagram and Twitter, which I'm pretty ready to give up on. Odell says he's he swears he's getting better at it. I, I will, I'm I'm the Twitter guy here. I will continue to to advertise the the new episodes, whatever podcast we're doing on there. But I refuse to post stories anymore. I'm done. I can't keep up with it. If if Odell can really bring it around, it might actually help us. It's all on him. So yeah, Odell. Yeah, Odell. Yeah, Odell. 
Hey, you need to get on top of the Instagram. There's not much you can post to Instagram, though. He took two pictures I didn't pictures have to take tonight. pictures. I, I told him to hold one of the pictures he took tonight a few weeks until I released the episode. So he has one he can post immediately, one he has to sit on. Oh, like, that's that. about the bulk of what he can do, and then I'll post something when this I mean, I'll probably post up. something for Adam West on there. Odell, you're supposed to be posting news stories. You're supposed to be on there daily. Yeah. Burn. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, you guys have to be listening to this somewhere for some reason. Uh, whether it's iTunes or SoundCloud, follow us on there. Comment. Let us know what you think about the show. Whether you disagree with what we said. Whether you thought what, uh, how we performed was crap. Whether you liked it. Definitely tell us if you just listened to it. It's always not, like, I mean, we're all human. We all want self-gratification. I, I, I mean, I just so. want to know if anybody else besides us and my mother listened to this. <laughs> right. hey. Well, most episodes get about 12 to 15 views, sort of my podcast-wise. One of them's me. So I, yeah, it's like uh, one of each of us is definitely one of those. So we're at least getting 10 other people. Well, I have a Here co-worker who's going to start listening to us, too. I've had, like, 12 co-workers that said they were going to start listening to us. I don't know. Maybe that's who I'm listening to. I don't know of one that actually has. Exactly. uh, Thank you guys very much for listening. My name has been the human Vincent Herman. Boba Fitz. Bob Collins. Alpha Spectre. James Odell. This has been sort of my podcast. And cue that badass outro music. Thank you. Ow!